0: Foundations
1: And what about uh, 1 Timothy 2.5? It says, Therefore there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all.
0: Foundations Understanding the Jewish Foundations of Our Christian Faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby There's been a long-running debate about how salvation comes to the Jew and the Gentile. Some believe that all people must come to faith in Jesus to be saved. And there are some who believe that God has always provided a different means of salvation for his Jewish people. Today on Foundations, we'll look at the Bible to see what it says.
1: There's a prevailing uh, thread in some portions, particularly within the evangelical community, that believe that the Jewish people will be saved simply because they're Jewish and and were chosen by God for a specific purpose, but that the Gentile world has to be saved through Jesus. So they, they tend to think that there's two ways to God, one way for the Jew and another way for the Gentile. But if you go right back to the beginning, to our very first parents, which was Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when they sinned, the Bible says that sin was kind of like genetically inherited into mm. the rest of all humanity, like mm-hmm. a hereditary ailment, so to speak. Paul actually sort of says that in Romans 5.12, where he says, just as through one man, was talking about Adam, that sin entered the world and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So, yeah, it's kind of hereditary, right back to our first parents.
0: Obviously, you see other references to this in the Old Covenant, and in Isaiah 59 it says in verse 2, your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he doesn't hear.
1: Yeah, and the interesting thing is, again, if, if we're talking about the power of sin and how destructive it is, and it brings separation between God and men, well, in Isaiah 59, who was he talking to? He was actually talking hmm. to the Jewish people themselves. So the Jewish people... Are also separated from God because of their sin, and if you're not sure whether He's actually addressing that to the Jewish people, that was Isaiah 59 verse two. If you go back to Isaiah 58 one and read that preceding chapter, He actually says, and I'll just a, just a little bit of a line here. It says, "Cry aloud, don't hold back; raise your voice like a trumpet, and, and declare to My people their transgressions, and to the house of Jacob for their sin." So He's mm. specifically talking. About the Jewish people. So the Jewish people are sinners and they're separated from God because of their sin in exactly the same way that Gentile people are also mm. separated from God and are guilty of sin.
0: So as you say, if you go back to Adam and Eve, which obviously Jews and Gentiles all have come from, yep. we're all in the same boat. We all need that uh, you know, that atonement, which we've talked about in a previous yep. program, but we all have that. You know, need for the Messiah.
1: We all have this infectious disease called sin mm. that has come all the way back from our first parents, Adam and Eve. So yes, Jew and Gentiles are both infected with sin, both needing a saviour. But the point, the question is, is is the means of salvation different for the Jew and different for the Gentile? Okay, so if we we mentioned Isaiah fifty nine two, what about Isaiah fifty nine one? It says, "Behold, the Lord's hand is not." So short that it can't save, nor is his hear- ear so dull that it can't hear. So God is capable of reaching anyone, Jew or Gentile. Okay, so you know we've spent a lot of time looking at the role of the law in previous episodes. That it shows us how sinful we are, first to the Jew, and then because of the Jew, the law then is revealed to the Gentile world, letting us both know. We're both sinners, both separated mm. from God and both in need of a saviour. And we've already talked about the need for substitutionary atonement and blood sacrifice. We've already looked at, at that. So we know we're all in a mess. But first of all, the system of substitutionary atonement was given first to who? The Jewish people. Yeah. It was their system. And, and we were also told that the Messiah was going to come from them and... To them, first of all, mm. before being for the rest of the world. In Hebrews, the, the, the book of Hebrews in the New Covenant, it's actually all about the sacrificial system and about how Jesus is the superior high priest to the Levitical priesthood. And there's a, a fabulous portion of script, just a couple, of three verses really, in Hebrews chapter 4 that actually describes the Messiah.
0: This is Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. It says, Since we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let's hold fast our confession. For we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let's draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need.
1: It's beautiful, isn't it? But now my question is this. Who was the book of Hebrews written to?
0: It was to the Hebrews. It was
1: to the Hebrews. (laughs) The Jewish people are the Hebrews. So this was, whether it was Paul or another author, there's debate, but whoever the author was, he was writing to a Jewish audience to let them know about their Jewish high priest, who was Jesus. So the Hebrew author writing to the Hebrews is telling me, you need Jesus.
0: I know who the Hebrew author is, by the way. Who? The Holy Spirit.
1: (gasps) You're absolutely (laughs) right. Okay, so... Mosaic law is done away with. Jesus is the fulfillment of that Mosaic law, the substitutionary atonement, which we've talked about a lot. He is our great high priest. But again, people saying, yeah, but that's the old system for the Jews. They can rest on that old system. But we've got Jesus for the Gentile world. We need to go to the Messiah himself to see what he has got to say. And he's got a lot to say, actually. He
0: did actually a lot in the Gospels where Jesus was speaking about himself as that Messiah. And, of course, a great example of that is John 14, verse 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Absolutely. What about this one? Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, and all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't hear them. That's John 10, 7 to 8. He's Mm. the doorway.
0: Well, a bit further on in John 10, it says, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he'll be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly.
1: So no one means no one. Mm. <laughs> it means, and when he says no one comes to the Father but through me, mm. he means no matter who you are, Jew or Gentile, you go through him. And then one of my favorites is in Acts Chapter four, verse 12, it says, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that's been given among men by which we must be saved. And Mm. if you read the context of that, read all chapter four, it's talking about Jesus. And I might add, his name means salvation. Yeshua means salvation.
0: And of course, Acts four was the speaker was speaking to Jews at the time. Exactly, (laughs)
1: exactly. And what about uh, 1 Timothy 2.5? It says, Therefore there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all the testimony given at the proper time so all means all Jew and Gentile and and let's not forget what is the role of a mediator the role of a mediator is like a go between he is the he bridges the gap between two parties that have been separated mm. he brings them together no mediator then there's no joining yeah. that's the role of the mediator see if you, one side wants to get to the other you have to go through the mediator mm.
0: We can try so many different methods and means, but unless we're going through Christ, it won't work. And that's, of course, the case, as we said, for Jew and Gentile. It's one means of redemption for all.
1: Exactly. Now, I do want to make a point. We've talked about the promises of God with his covenants and all the promises that he made to the Jewish people and that they are eternal and that they they um have not been replaced. The Jew, Christian church has not replaced the Jewish people. The Jews are not without God. Their blindness is for Jesus, but they are not without God. You can look at the history of the Jew even to, to, to this very day and see that God is for the Jewish people and he is fulfilling and keeping all his promises and covenants to them. But as individuals, they must be saved the same way a Gentile must be saved, and that is through faith alone in Christ alone. That's the means of salvation for every man, woman and child on planet Earth, be they Jew or be they Gentile.
0: And a reminder that our notes are available online for Foundations. You can go to vision.org.au forward slash Foundations to find them there and to listen back to uh, some of the episodes that you may have missed. But we look forward to joining you again next time for more on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash Foundations.